help in ages past and you will continue to be our only source of help. This morning, O oh Lord, bring your word from your throne room. Let it be established in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Only use me as a turner. Father God, for your children this morning, let me decrease while you increase in the mighty name of Jesus. At the end of the day, O oh Lord, let every life be impacted. Let every life be touched. Let every life be changed. And at the end of the day, let the glory return back unto you. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Can we shout a better amen? amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are welcome back to church. You know, Sunday after Sunday and Tuesday after Tuesday, Pastor has, um, by the grace of God, God has been using it to bless us. And all of us, we just relax and uh, we enjoy it. So when Pastor says, whether we can preach, I try to dodge. Because now I know what it takes, even to stand there. Pastor, God bless you, sir. God will continue to increase you for us in Jesus' name. This morning, I just want to encourage us. Um, I know because of the situation of things, not only in Nigeria, but around the world, people are looking for help everywhere. Some will say it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as I get help. But as children of God, that should not be our attitude. So I have a little message I want to title, Let God Help You. Let God Help You. So we we'll take our Bible passage from Isaiah chapter 41, where I'll read verse 10 and 13. Isaiah 41, verse 10 and 13. He says, fear not. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am, am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And verse 13, he repeated again, say, For I, the Lord thy God, will Hold thy hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. God is speaking to somebody this morning. What is that issue in your life that you are running from pillar to post, seeking help where there is no help? God is telling you and I this morning that we should relax. But that little boy says, Calm down. God is still in control. Praise the name of the Lord. The psalmist says in Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 121 verse 1 and 2. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From where cometh my help. My head cometh from the Lord who made heaven and the earth. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let God help you. Help means to give or pro provide necessary assistance to accomplish a task or satisfy a need. 
among other definitions. But one of the most confronting verses I personally love in the Bible is the one we just read, that of Isaiah 41. Each time I read it, I know that God has promised to help me. I'm confident that whatever I put in his hands, he will bring it to pass. But little wonder the psalmist declared that in Psalm 121. Uh, you know, David is somebody who knew God so well. You know, as a shepherd boy, when he was in the bush, you know, other people would be running after rabbits. You're looking for what to catch and the But David spent his time worshipping and knowing God. So that is why God called him a man after my heart. He knew how to assess God. He knew how to approach God. But the Bible also warns us in Psalm 60, verse 11. Psalm 60, verse 11, it said, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. We should not look up to any man for help. Any man that is helping you always has a condition attached to it, whether you, like, whether you know it or not. And if you go to the devil, of course, you are doomed. Because the devil never gives anything free. Praise the name of the Lord. The devil never gives anything free. David is one character in the Bible that I love. The Bible, one of those classical examples of him always seeking God for help. He never does anything without asking God to help him. One of those dear situations where you will expect somebody to just behave anyhow is found in First Samuel chapter 30. If we read from verse 1 to 17, is the story of when the Amalekites invaded the camp of David. He had gone out with his men for exploit. By the time they came back, the Amalekites had invaded their camp, taking their women and their children, plundered everything they had and burnt their camp down. When David came, himself and his mighty men wept and wept. It got to a point where they wanted to stone David to death. But the Bible says instead of the natural action, about the natural reaction to such a thing, is to start to pursue the enemy. But the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. In spite of the opposition, he pastored everything around him. He sought the faith of God for help. And he asked a funny question. Should I pursue? What are you supposed to do if you want to recover what was stolen from you? Should I pursue the enemy? Of course, God gave him He go ahead. He pursued and he recovered everything. The only time that David stepped out of the presence of God without asking God, was when he numbered Israel. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, we read from verse 1 to 14. 2 Samuel 24, from verse 1 to 14, we are told that David, who grows up one morning and wanted to know the strength of his army, he said he sent uh, um, Joab, his commander, said, go and number the army. In spite of that one wanting him to say, ah, did you ask God? Why do you want to? Because it's God that fights his battle to say, my friend, I am the commander-in-chief. Go and number the army. He paid dearly for it. You know, the, 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 the passage is long. We won't have time to read it. 
But at the end of the day, God called him to order and said, I will give you three punishments because anybody that God invests so much in, they don't have, you cannot misbehave. So if you call yourself a child of God, a special child of God, then you must treat God specially. God gave him three punishments to choose them. He said he will bring pest, um, famine upon the land for seven years. Secondly, he said for only three months, he will allow his enemies to torment him. And then the third, of course, he said, three days of pestilence. Ah, David said, it's better to fall into the hand of God. And he knew that within that three days, God would change his mind because he's a merciful God. But he would not just change his mind because Moses knew that in those three days, he would be on the floor, on his face down, begging God for mercy. And God did. But not before 70 people's lives were wasted. So all of our actions have consequences. Particularly when we decide to go outside God to look for help. There are consequences. And the unfortunate thing is that not a single child of David died. So that is why we must pray for our leaders. That they don't misbehave. We are the ones, you and I are the ones that will suffer it. Praise the name of the Lord. But let God help us. Even in the situation of Nigeria, it's not irredeemable. We should seek help from God for redemption. Another person in the Bible who is regarded as God's friend was Abraham. Abraham, God loved Abraham. And he promised you, I'll give you a child. They waited and waited for a while. The wife looked at their ages and said, look, um, Malga, I have a beautiful maid here. Go into her. Maybe the child God is promising her will come from there. What would have thought that Abraham would tell her, no, 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 no. We shouldn't go that way. It was convenient for Abraham. Abraham went into the girl and brought forth Ishmael. The consequences of that error is still with us today. It has not been solved. That is how bad wrong choices can be. The Taliban's of this world, the ISIS and the Boko Haram's are products of that error. Only God knows how it will end. I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. The body of Christ today is filled with people who are looking for help anywhere. The other day we saw in the social media a girl who said was, she was a worker in redeem. She would go for a uh, uh, big brother. It doesn't matter. After I'm not a virgin as long as I get money. That is the type of things we have, we have saddled with. Should the child of God talk like that? Should the child of God go to Egypt for help? Well, we know there is no help in Egypt. In Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3, the NLT version tells us that I will wait patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit and spread out of the mud. And he set my feet on the soil, the solid ground, and watched me walk steadily along. He will give me a new song to sing. That will be our, 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 our approach. We should wait patiently on the Lord. We should learn to wait patiently on God for whatever promise or whatever we now. Once we have asked Him for help, the Bible says He cannot fail. 
God promised that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. We should always remember his promises. The Bible says his promises are here and amen. They will surely come to pass. Isaiah 37 verse 5. Isaiah 37 verse 5. The NLT version also says us that we should commit everything you do to the, to Lord, to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Anything at all. We should learn to commit it to him. No matter what it is. God has promised that he will help us. So let's learn to trust him. Most of the things we are struggling with in life today, whether it's the physical, whether it is spiritual, financial, emotional, they are because we have not learned to help to, 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 to trust God enough to help us totally. Some of us have used God as plan B. We first of all go on our own wise goose chase. When it doesn't work, then we remember God. It doesn't work that way. Whereas if we put God first, all things will come to pass. Because Jesus promised us in Matthew 11, Matthew 11 verse 28, if we also read the um, NLT version, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and very heavy, uh, and are carrying heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Whatever problem you have is a burden. Jesus said, come unto me, bring it to me. Let me carry that burden for you, and I will give you rest. But the moment we have problems, we forget all these promises. That is why the Bible says we should continually, you know, uh, um, feed on the word of God, because that is where our help comes from. That is where, you know, uh, the Bible says, faith coming by hearing, I hear the word of God. As you hear the word of God daily, then you are encouraged. By the time you see testimonies of those in the Bible that God helped, and even those when you see every preacher, uh, Holy Ghost service, even on this altar, when you see people give testimony, you know that God is too faithful to fail. He's always on time. Sometime ago that you also told us a very simple story of a young boy. He was playing football in front of the house, and then he played the ball, and he fell on the roof of the house. The father sat in front of the house. He was watching him. The young man knew the father was there. He ignored him. He carried a stick. He tried to remove the ball from the roof. Each time he moved away from the, from, from, from the roof, the stick would not get to where the ball is. And when he comes very close to the house, he cannot even see he did that and he was sweating. The father was watching him. After he has tried and he failed, when he was frustrated, he, the father that sat there all the while, the young man now went to him and said, Daddy, please, can you help me? And the daddy said, did you see me here all the time? He now said, I was sorry. The father only stood up, stretched his hand. He didn't use the stick. He brought the ball and gave it to the young man. He was very happy. But that's the way we, de we, we deal with God. The help we need is right beside us. The help we need is right inside of us. God. But we we'll first of all chase shadows. When we go around, there is nothing. After grumbling, we now remember that ah, God is still there. Beloved, let's make God our first choice. And it will always um, come out in our favor in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 50 verse 15. 
The KJV Valley says, Call upon me in the days of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. What is that situation you are facing? Call upon God. Ask for help from Him. Deliverance is only in God. Are we confronted with uh, decisions about the future? Maybe marriage, career, or anything at all? Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. If we also read the NLT version, he said, We should ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Say, remarkable. What are those secrets? What are those things you want to know? Ask God. Ask Him for help. God has promised that He will tell us. Let's not go to that person that we think is intelligent. Every man's intelligence is given by God. The Bible says that the things that we know are the secrets that God has released. The one He doesn't want to know is still in His pocket. So any man that has invented anything is God that gave the secret. Any man that has any intelligence, it came from God. So why don't you go to the source instead of going to that man? God will help us from now on in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you in captivity? One captivity or the other. What are captivities? You might have an, an addiction that you are struggling with. In your secret place, you can't get rid of it. Go to God. In Psalm 124, Psalm 124, verse 7 to 8. Psalm 124, verse 7 to 8. If you read the KJV version, the Bible says, Our soul is escaped as a bed out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and the earth. They said, If you want to fix anything, who do you go to? You go to the manufacturer. So if God made you and made everything in the world, He has a solution to whatever we are looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. Is it sickness? The word of God is filled with promises of how God can heal us. Psalm 103 verse 1 to 3 tells us, a particular verse 3, he said that he is the God that forgiveth all our iniquities and healeth all our diseases. Psalm 107 verse 20 tells us that, he, that God sent his word and he healed us and delivered us from all destruction. First Peter's um, chapter two verse twenty-four B says that by his stripes we are healed. Or do we need help for divine speed? Let's remember Eli Elijah in First Kings chapter eighteen verse forty-six. First Kings chapter eighteen verse forty-six. We are told that at the, when um, Elijah has destroyed all the prophets of Baal, he told Ahab to go unto uh, uh, Samaria so that he can go and eat, prepare to eat. But uh, um, Ahab rode on chariots of horses that moves very fast. The Bible said because of the hand of God was upon Elijah, he had turned the chariots of Ahab. So if you want divine speed in any area of life, ask help from God. Or is it that we need revelation of deep secrets that can save lives? We remember the story of uh, Babylon, Daniel. In second. Daniel 2, verse 16 to 19. Daniel went to God when uh, Nebuchadnezzar decreed that he would destroy all the wise men in the land. The Bible said he went to the king and said, Please, just give us time. And Daniel came back and met his colleagues and said, Please, let's ask God for help so that they do not destroy us. 
with the with the uh, wise men. The Bible records that that night God reveals the secret of the um, king had a dream. He didn't remember. He said, "Tell me my dream and tell me the interpretation." He has never done, but God revealed it. What is it we need that God cannot provide? That's nothing. Jeremiah 32 verse 27 says that I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me to do? There's nothing too hard for him. Beloved, God is still in the business of helping. He is still helping every day. Testimonies are abound of God's help in dear situations. Hopeless situations. God still raises the dead. He still makes a way where there's no way. So let's not look for help anywhere. Let's always learn to call on God for help. And he's well back there. Because he promised. His words are yea and amen that he will never leave nor forsake us. But God only helps those on are his own. If you are not his own, he will not help you. The Bible says that God does not hear the cry of a sinner. If you have not given your life to Jesus, you are crying for help. You are wasting time. You must first of all repent. Surrender to him. That is when he can come to your help. The Bible says the, the kingdom that is divided against itself will not prosper. If you are not of God, you belong to the other kingdom. God will not come and help you in that kingdom. When you belong to the kingdom of God, you will receive help. So if there is anybody under my voice this morning who has not given his or her life to Christ, you have opportunity to do so. Can you just wave your hand and say, I would like to surrender my life to Jesus this morning? Is there anybody who wants to say, Jesus, I'm tired of looking for help in Egypt. I want to seek help from you. Because I want you to hear me, I want to first of all surrender my life to you. Is there anybody? Okay. You want to give your life to Jesus? God bless you. My brother, can you stand up? <laughs> Hallelujah. Please just come forward. Oh, okay, stand there. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning. I am a sinner. I have come to you this morning. Please forgive me my sins. I believe that you are the son of God. I also believe that you came to this world. You died on the third day. You rose again. The blood you shed at this cross of Calvary is available to wash away my sins. Please wash away my sins. I open my heart this morning. I invite you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Come and be my Lord and personal Savior. I declare by faith, from now on, I am born again. Satan, I do not belong to your kingdom anymore. In Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for your son. Receive him, O Lord, because your word says, whoever comes to you, you will know what's cast away. Receive him into the family of God and also write his name in the book of life so that on the last day, he will reign with you in heaven in Jesus' precious name. Congratulations. Can we give a clap offering to the Lord? The Bible says there is rejoicing in heaven for one sinner that comes unto repentance. Let's just quickly rise up and just pray this one prayer. That the Jew says the greatest prayer one can pray is just simply to say, Lord, help me. That's the prayer. Oh, Lord, help me. You know the areas where you want God's help. Please cry unto him this morning. He will help you. He's ever ready. The Bible says, tells us in um, Isaiah for, um, Psalm 64 verse 1 that is the pres our present help in time of trouble. God, please help me.
Help me, O Lord. Help me, O Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Let this word, O Lord, remind us that our help is only in you. If we are sought help elsewhere, please forgive us. From now on, we commit that we will always ask you first, and you know we will never fail us. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Let's give a clap of into Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's stress for our hands to our pastor and pray unto him that the hand of God will continually rest on him. That the Lord 